Good morning. It's good to have you here uh, on this bright, beautiful day that the Lord has made. Uh, We are glad that you're here. Uh, For those who are visiting uh, us on Zoom, we're glad that you're here. Uh, Any members that are watching on Zoom and are not here, uh, your offering has doubled, uh, according to Gloria. So... (laughs) Uh, you can just pay that by check or bring it in next week. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're glad that uh, everyone is safe and made it through the uh, snowstorm. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, remember, we're in the season of Lent, and so we're going through the, uh, acts, the, the random acts of kindness. Uh, and so make sure that you're practicing that during the Lenten season. Uh, also, to let you know that uh, daffodils and tulips uh, are available uh, for Palm and Easter Sunday. Uh, the envelopes are in the back of the sanctuary. Please return those orders to Sharon or put in Sharon's mailbox. These are $7 each. Each. So uh, you need to put on there, do you want a daffodil or a tulip? Yeah, and then how many? Yeah. Uh, I would like some roses and some lilies. Okay, just wanted to see. Any other announcements that you have? Then if not, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we begin... Let our hearts and minds focus on you and let everything we do be pleasing to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Those who are able, please stand for our praise and worship time. We're going to start out with an Israeli folk song. Uh, It's... The second verse of it is based on Isaiah 60, where God promises the nation of Israel many good things. Put off your slumber and the truth will set you 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Out of the furnace of much affliction, I have chosen you, behold. And so for iron, I'll give you silver, and for brass, I'll give you gold. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are my chosen, for I have sought you. You are graven on my hand, and I will gather those who are scattered. They will come back to their land. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the one more time, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Jesus told his disciples, you should want love one another and show that love to the rest of the world so that through that love, they'll know that we're Jesus followers. The next song is a 1960s folk mass song originally written to Native American chant. And oh, praise to Christ Jesus, his only son. And 
And oh, praise to the Spirit who makes us one. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. One more time, slow. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I want to thank the percussion people for helping out. You may be seated. Thank you, Greg, and uh, percussion, especially uh, Aaron. Good job. At this time, uh, as we go to um, our prayer concerns and praises, uh, I wanted to bring up something that I shared on Facebook this week. So this was um, something that I, that I found this week, and I, and I think it was a kind of interesting, uh, and it made an impact on me, and I think we needed to, to hear it today. Uh, this is from Tom Cullens. When you go to church this Sunday and feel that old temptation to point out what's wrong with the place, the coffee's lukewarm, the lights are too bright, the temperature is wrong, the music's too loud, and of course we don't know the songs. Remember at that moment, there is a Ukrainian church gathering in the subway tunnels to worship while bombs blast overhead. There's no coffee, no instrumentalist, no leader pushing them to worship. They're down there in real time, and in real life, worshiping the king above, kings, as their world is crumbling down. I say that because we know right now that that is true. There are Ukrainian um, Christians that are praying right now as their world is falling apart. And so we pray for their safety. We pray for God's intervention. So let's keep them in prayer today. So as we're praying for the Ukrainian, all of Ukraine, are there any other prayer concerns that you have? Okay. Let's say I've got one here. Oh. Um, well, actually a couple. Um, okay. One of you have my, uh, thank you for the prayers uh, for my dad who had his uh, heart catheterization uh, this week. Um, you know, they did find some, you know, significant blockage. So, uh, there's a couple of stents in and he's, uh, uh, at home recovering and, uh, doing quite well. Um, and also I've got, uh, praise that, uh, my wife is another year older today. So we want to wish, uh, first yeah. of all, we, we're glad that your father's doing well and that Amy's another year older and so happy birthday Amy. Was there any other John? 
Okay, Janice. Yes, can we please pray for the family of the young boy who was found uh, by Redner's last week? I think it was a fentanyl overdose. Okay, well, we are praying for that family that lost their, their son. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a praise. Uh, Aaron is in the school play, and he had a performance uh, Friday night, and they're going to have another performance today and next week. Just want to give a praise that you know, he's interested in that. Okay. So, Aaron, are you going to do autographs for us uh, afterwards? And Sure. Okay. <laughs> I was just kidding, but okay. I guess I'm going to have to get one. Any other... Uh, raise your hand high if you've got enough. Oh. Yes. Uh, my wife's uncle, Art, out in Butler County, he's undergoing open heart surgery this morning. So uh, I ask that you keep him in his prayers. Okay. Um, Art, right? His name? Okay. Joyce's uncle, open heart surgery. Okay. Any others? Oh, Georgine. Uh, I just want to say it's very nice to be back with my church family. I thank all of you for thinking of us while we were away. Uh, I just want to mention today it's 22 degrees out here, and it, we had some 80-degree days down there. Okay, so. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Georgine. Please take that away from her. Uh, we, we did have a wonderful time. Our sons did a great job in getting us there and getting us back. Unfortunately, my back went out, and um, I'm going to have probably a spacer placed in my back at the end of this month. Uh, the doctors are still working, working on a date because I have to have a heart secure. Uh, heart, uh, the heart doctor has to re- release me from some of my medicines before they can do the procedures. So uh, if you can keep me in prayer for the uh, upcoming weeks there, I don't know what all is involved. But uh, I'll be laid up a little bit, but I'm sure the good Lord will bring me back. Thank you. Well, Georgine, we are praying for you. We're praying for healing for you. Um, but your husband had told me already that you had, about four or five weeks down there, and only three of the days were bad. So let me just say, bless your heart. Ah, yeah, people are like, ah. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's the southern version, but anyway. Uh, but we are praying for healing, because I know you've had uh, issues with your back, and uh, I hope that that just goes okay, that the heart doctor will let you, you know, go through this, and yeah. So whatever we can do, you know, let us know. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Any, Amy, anyone from Zoom? Okay. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, the concerns in this world today reminds us of our scriptural lesson, how we cry out for you because we cannot understand the evil that goes on in this world where thousands are killed each day out of anger or revenge or just plain evil. And yet, 
as Habakkuk complained and lamented so long ago, we too lament. And yet your response to him as your response to us today is that you're working. We're not seeing the whole picture. You are working, Lord. And so, Lord, you've asked us to trust you, even in the darkest days. So, Lord, help us through the power of the Holy Spirit to do just that, to trust you, to look for you, to look for you in those days where it's dark. So, Lord, we pray that you would open the eyes of our leaders of the world so that they would come to know you. So, Lord, we lift up our praises for those who are recovering from surgery, those that are resting at home. But, Lord, we also lift up those that are facing surgery, that are actually going through it today, or they have other health problems that we're not aware of. Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for your mercy. We pray for your strength over them. Lord, we're so glad for birthdays and anniversaries. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for times that we can travel, that we are able to get away and to have a time of rest. But Lord, we know that Eventually we come back and we get back into our church family and realize um, how blessed we are. So Lord, for the celebrations of new experiences, new things that are coming into our lives that we didn't expect, the blessings that we're just, it overflows Lord, we are truly thankful. But we do remember on this day the Christians that are huddling, wondering where you are. And yet they put their trust in you and know that no matter what, you have their souls, just as you have our souls. So, Lord, we pray that We do not fear. We do not question that we are renewed daily by your Holy Spirit through strength for the courage and the wisdom, Lord. We just pray all of these things to you. So hear our prayers, Lord. Those that have been spoken and those that remain in our hearts, Lord, we lift up all of these to you and pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from the book of Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, whichever. This is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received in a vision. How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I am surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The law has been paralyzed, and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous, so that justice has been perverted. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, what an exciting scripture. You're just alive now, aren't you? It's, it's, yeah, it was part of the Lenten series that we're doing, and, and today it's really talking about lamenting. And we talked a little bit about that in Sunday school. What's the difference between complaining and lamenting? Well, complaining seems almost a self-service kind of thing. We're complaining, we can't do something about it, we just like to fuss about it. Lamenting is actually crying out to the Lord, actually pouring out yourself to him and saying, Lord, what's going on? Or, not just that, but Lord, forgive us. Forgive me. And so, in this vision that the prophet Habakkuk, that's how I pronounce it, because... Judy always told me, just say it like you know what you're talking about and people will agree. Sometimes. But he gets this vision of how he is to lament. And it's basically kind of what we're doing today. Lord, you see the evil that is going on in the world today. You see what the Russian army is doing to the Ukrainian civilians. Lord, where are you? And we cry out for help. And in all of this, for the, just the first four verses, you don't hear anything from God. But he wanted to make sure, Lord, where are you? Because wherever I look, I don't see you. During that time, you have the Assyrians threatening Israel. And so they, it's kind of like they're surrounded by people that want to fight, but then even within their own country, they are arguing. They're fighting with one another. They can't agree. They can't even come to worship. It's almost like we're at a point where everything just stops. And no one's doing anything. And we see that in this world today. We have poverty, we have war, we have abortions, we have racism, we have human trafficking, and the list can go on and on and on. And we think, wow, in this broken world, Lord, where are you? And some of us need to actually think, 
It's not just where are you, Lord, we know that you're here, but how many people need Christ? In fact, that was one of the things that uh, Kathy mentioned to me. All the things that are going on in the world today, how many people actually need to hear the good news right now, today? And so it's not just the this time of the season where we lament over our sin, we're actually lamenting over the brokenness of this whole world. And even within the church itself, there was a a song back in the 90s that talked about um, friends who are growing up. It it was called that the kid, it's called the kids aren't all right. And I've never heard of that song But it kind of describes that these people grew together, these friends, and they they had all these dreams. Remember when you were a teenager or a child and you had these dreams of what you were going to do? So did you actually do them? Tom, I'm going to ask you, what was one of your dreams that you wanted to do when you were a kid? Because you shook your head no, so I'm going to... The fireman stage. So watching a barn catch on fire and, and to fight it. Okay. Did anyone want to be an astronaut? Anyone want to be a police officer? Did anyone want to be a soldier? Oh, Chris, there you are. But I don't think you wanted to, I think you just, not the, the first time around, no, but the second time, yes. I know more. The second time, you know. Yeah. And then, how many people wanted to be a pastor? I, I didn't. Yeah, we wanted to do something, I mean, I wanted to be, actually, I wanted to be a paramedic. Uh, but then I became a firefighter. And the reason why I couldn't be a paramedic, something to do with needles, that I would actually have to stick someone. And then passing out by sticking someone probably wouldn't be the best thing for a paramedic. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, sure. So anyway, these friends had these incredible dreams, and they were all shattered. And the reason was that these friends... There was either drug addiction or there was an overdose or there a suicide or some other tragedy, whatever, some other disaster. And it showed how it was so hard for these kids to actually grow up living in a dark world. And so when we go through the Bible, we know that there is something wrong. We see that sin has brought famine, injustice, sickness, war, evil, and every other disaster that you can think of. Because of that one single act from Adam and Eve, we all are brought into this world as sinners. And there's sin in the world. But one of the things that is hope is that God is still in control. And that maybe at this point in time, 
God is judging us. Because that was the actual vision that God put in Habakkuk's mind. Because it says, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help? Will you not hear or cry to you for violence and and you will not save? Look at all the stuff that's going around me. Where are you? And it was because God put that vision in Habakkuk's mind that God was able to answer him. As I said today in the Sunday school lesson, God is doing things that we cannot see. He is doing things that we have no idea because God is at work. We see the evil in the world, and yet God's got this. The thing with us is that we're thinking, well, God will do something. And I reminded our Sunday school um, class today that our grandfathers and great-grandmothers and all of them, they came through World War I. They came through World War II, And what happens if there's another war? Here's the thing. We're going to get through that as well. But there's some things that we go through in this life that God goes, yes, you have to go through this. Sometimes it's judging us because of the great evil in this world. So there are times where we look out into this world and we see where the nation or the world is uh, falling apart, but then we even see at times churches not following what Christ is asking us to do. And so sometimes I look at this as Habakkuk's frustration. I mean, he's pleading, he's, he can't find any peace. I shared that the story of when I was growing up in high school and, and I wasn't, didn't really like high school and, and I wasn't in the in-group and, and there was not peace at home because of my father and the only place I could actually find rest was in church. And I would call out to God, why am I going through this? And then I realized later in life I had to go through those things so that I can share with others that there is hope on the other side. That God will stand with you. That it's not just, it just, there is hope. So there are things going on right now that I learned about Uh, as I was doing research on this sermon, that sometimes people justify what they're doing through Christ. The Russian leader, who I I won't name, uh, talks about his Christian upbringing somehow, that this is why he gets to invade Russia, I mean, gets to invade Ukraine. There were people... Uh, the Serbs who actually went into the tanks with their tanks 
and they held up three fingers as they rode in, giving them, they did this symbol to represent the Trinity so that they could go in and kill Muslims because this is what the Lord has told them to do. So it was justified. We have gone into today where Christians are, sometimes it's easy to call other people names or dehumanize them. Have we actually taken time to pray for the Russian people who do not know what's going on? Do we pray for actually the Russian soldiers who actually don't want to be there? Do we pray for the Russian soldiers that their eyes would be open, that they would stop? Sometimes the church has been guilty. We saw that with Italy and the Catholic Church in World War II. And there's still things that we have to grieve as a church and as an individual that we need to lament, Lord, we're not perfect, but you are, and so, Lord, help us. And so sometimes we grieve and sometimes we want help or we, we think we want help. How many people have seen Kitchen Nightmares with uh, Gordon Ramsay? Yes. Does anyone else other than me watch TV? Anyway, so the whole story goes is that a, kit, uh, a restaurant is failing and Gordon Ramsay goes in and almost all the time. There's a few exceptions that he actually likes something. He hates the food. And then he goes back and tells the cook or the owner, this food's really bad. And then the owner or the cook says, no, it's not that, it's got to be something else. And so the problem comes is that Ramsey is trying to say, well, this is what you need to do to correct your restaurant, and they would go, no, you don't understand. It's got to be something other than that. I don't want to change myself. So sometimes when we lament to God, God, do something, sometimes we have to say, God, change me. But don't change me too much. God, I really want to follow you but I really need to do this one thing first before I really follow you. Sometimes God confronts us and says, okay, there needs to be a change. And God says, it has to start with you first. And sometimes that's difficult for us to come to grips with. But until we're in heaven, we are still redeemed sinners. There's still things that we go through. There's still brokenness that we have to confront. And so as a, as a church, we need to come together and we need to say, okay, Lord, what do we need to do? So today we're actually lamenting over the things that we see in this world. Lord, where are you? What are you doing? 
And he's asking us, are you going to help? Are you going to be a part of the solution or part of the problem? Sometimes it's really hard for us to lament. It's difficult. But it's important. Sometimes when we all face sin together, it's easier to ask for forgiveness, to repent together. So in Habakkuk, when he's complaining, I, I told Judy I would share that one, that one piece in Habakkuk that he finally gets right. After lamenting and hearing what God is actually doing, Habakkuk says this in 3.18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. After we lament, if you look at Psalms, after you lament and say, God, what is going on? Why, didn't, why can't you take care of this? Remember that God is still in control. And then after we, we lament, go, okay, Lord, you're in charge. And you are good. And I will follow you. Habakkuk says... Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us to remember those that are hurting. And Lord, help us to remember those that need to hear the good news even if they're going through such hard times that they can't even see you, Lord, we know that you're in the background. You're working. So, Lord, we ask for your guidance that we will follow you. Not, that no matter what, that we look to you So, Lord, hear our prayer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So as you heard this during this Lenten season, it's time to lament. Why is, why is it hard for us to just cry out? We don't want to change. We want change, but we don't want to change. Yeah. Sometimes that is that, you know, why, why must we, we want other things to change, like people's attitudes. Oh, if you could just change his attitude, Lord, everything will be good. But we never say anything about changing our attitude. Anyone else, why is it hard for us to lament? Yes. Uh, he had mentioned about earlier about uh, putting off, saying, not right now. And it reminded me when I was in Sunday school, 
our Sunday school teacher told us about an off-Broadway play called For Heaven's Sake. And the theme of it was God Use Me. And, and, there's a, and we actually got to hear the recording of the play. And there's a song in it, Use Me, O Lord. But what happens is, but it's not right now, not right now. Then the guy's laying in his coffin and he rises up and says, Now use me, Lord. Ah. Yes, Lord, use me, but when it's convenient. Lord, use me, but not between the hours of midnight and six. That's one of the things when you, um, when you become a pastor, you get calls, but also when you're a chaplain, you get calls at, during the night, and you have to do that. Uh, there are times where I have asked God, use me, and he does. And then I go, okay, that was, okay, Lord. And I'll tell that in just a minute. Yes. Most people I've met, um, especially working there at the VA, don't know why and don't know how. I mean, it's necessary, especially for um, being able to get past um, moral injury, you know, mo- you know, serious moments of grief, shame, but they don't know why, you know, why they should met- lament, and they certainly don't know how to lament. And sometimes we have to actually teach how to do that. Yes. To open up. And that's one of the hardest things I, I can expect from, from a chaplain is all, all of the veterans carrying so much, and they need to express it, but how do we do that? And it's one person at a time of how to lament, going to the Lord. And so we need to understand that no matter what, if you're having trouble with, Lord, what's going on today, that... I'm available, we have others available, I know Chris will help as well, of, okay, Lord, use me. Um, recently, I, I said that prayer, okay, God, I'm ready. And God took me to a, a place where someone had committed suicide, and I'm not going to go into the details, but then I had to comfort the wife and 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 going, okay, Lord, I, I asked you to use me, and and I'm not comfortable, but then I realized that I was doing exactly what God had asked me to do. When you see a friend or a church member who's taken their last breath, I go, Lord, why me? And God goes, you're doing what I've asked you to do. And so what is God asking you to do right now? Maybe he, he's not the extreme of what I do, but God is, is wanting you to do something, but in order to do that, you have to take some baggage off of your shoulders. Maybe there's a sin that you, or something that you need to ask for forgiveness, and then leave it here at the cross. Maybe that's what we need to do today. Join me in prayer. Gracious Lord, We ask now that you would forgive us of our sins. The sins from long ago and the sins that we've committed today, and Lord, there are times where so many times we've asked for forgiveness for a sin that we've asked for forgiveness over and over again. Lord, you've already forgiven us of those sins. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves, so Lord, help us to forgive ourselves and to lament 
to cry out to you. Because you are there, you're hope, helping us to understand what's going on in the world. And sometimes, even when we don't understand, Lord, to help us to trust you. So Lord, I lift up those veterans that don't know why or how to. And I, Lord, forgive us when we've said, use us. And when, then when you try to use us, we make an excuse. So Lord, we're ready. Maybe a little timid, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll strengthen us and to use us this very day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Gracious Lord, we are heading out today. And wherever we go, there you are. So let us recognize where you are. And to share the gospel, either through words or actions, so that others will come to know you and to give you glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.